Welcome to season two of the 52 Weeks Podcast. A series where four people come together to dream big, start small, and act daily. Hey guys, this is Meredith. This year, I want to kill it at learning the guitar and make yummy recipes. Why hello, Steph here in 2021 is going to be my year to run faster, eat all the veggies, and read more than ever before. I'm Heidi, a new addition this season, and I'm excited to be here. This year, I'm slowing down, showing more gratitude, and embracing the whole spectrum of real life. I'm the base of the podcast, Josh. This year, I want to have a failure each day and achieve my goals for my company, JP Couture. Make sure to subscribe so you don't have FOMO. So our guest has arrived, Rob Adams. Excited to do this interview with Rob. I was able to accompany him and uh, another friend, uh, Patch, at an event where we did a casino night. It was really fun. It was for his charity Thanksgiving Heroes. And I can't remember exactly the amount, what we, uh, but it succeeded the goal by a lot. Yeah. Um, so Rob has started the Thanksgiving Heroes. It's been about seven years. We're in our seventh. It's our seventh Seventh year. Yeah. Okay. The background behind that is very interesting. I'll let you tell it. I'll just kind of briefly do an intro for you. You're a real estate agent, a veteran, and a Happy family veterans man. Day. Thank you very much. With uh, four beautiful girls. And you're an avid biker. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And wow, f- you've done your research. I mean, it's good stuff. <laughs> research, stocking, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Accessibly following, whatever you like. Yeah. And the founder of Thanksgiving Heroes. Seven years ago, you started Thanksgiving Heroes. What brought you to start that charity? The thing that started it was how I was raised. I was raised, um, my dad got a job. I was in junior high. He got a job. We lived in Las Vegas. We were doing really well. We moved down to South Texas, just outside of Houston yeah. in a little town called Porter. And uh, my dad's job fell through. Um, and it was back before there was so many jobs available. So he, um, we didn't have any work. And so we were stuck on the piece of land that my folks had bought. We'd spent all of our money to buy the land and to get to Texas. And we really didn't have anything. And so it was my mom and dad, um, I have two sisters and one brother, and we were sleeping in the pickup truck that we drove down in. Oh. Things were pretty poor. We were we never ate there at, at home, and so I only ever ate at um, more. I had uh, free breakfast and free lunch at school, and I just looked forward to getting on the bus and going in and eating because we would never eat. And then on the weekends, um, sometimes we would go over to someone's house or. Um, it was just really very lean, but I didn't know any difference. I, th- I thought that's how, I thought all 11 year olders were this hungry all the time. And um, so that's how it started. We were really very poor. A family came and they um, took my, my family in right before Christmas. And uh, they took us to their home. They lived in a town called Kingwood, Texas. And in their home, they would, um, every year, they would come back here to Utah to celebrate with their family. And so their house was empty for two weeks. And they let us stay right in their house, to- wow. total strangers, which is really kind of amazing if you think about it mm-hmm. now. How how often would you just let, here's my house, like, mm-hmm. enjoy. Yeah. That's It's a rare level of trust. And um, underneath the Christmas tree, there was a presence just for my family, which was really rare. There wasn't a Sub for Santa program back then. I'd never heard of such um, generosity. 
Um, but what really impressed me the most was in the fridge there, it was clear full of food. It was packed with food. The pantry was full of good, awesome treats that I only the rich kids got to eat. And the thing that impressed me most was about eye level when we opened up that door was a pumpkin pie with the whipped cream in the middle. <laughs> I was so excited. And I remember turning around to my mom and my mom was just crying. She was just bawling. And I can't imagine the position she was in not being able to support her kids or feed them. And I just said, mom, one day when I'm rich, I'm going to do this for a family. And I just remember that moment. And she said, you will, I know you will. And that's how it started. That's, that's though someone did something kind for my family and, um, and I wanted to pay it forward. So fast forward now I'm selling real estate. <laughs> Things are going really well and I'm being blessed. I feel like I'm making more money than John or John Quincy Adams, my great, great, great grandfathers, you know, way back oh, there. <laughs> and, um, I felt really very blessed. And there was a moment when, um, I was buying and I bought a new car and we had moved into a house and we were doing really good. And, um, I had all this money, but I was really very unhappy. Um, money is, you're just buying garbage most of the time, you know, in Christmas, when you buy Christmas for your kids, they usually don't remember what you bought them in a month. If you ever asked your kids a month later, what you got, what was your favorite thing from Christmas? They don't remember. Mm -hmm. And I just felt that like void. Like I thought this was going to make, this was going to solve my problems. This is the the thing, right? And it wasn't the thing. And my mom reminded me um, about that that time. And so I decided I was going to feed 10 families. Um, and I went to the grocery store and I found out how much it would cost to buy the turkey, a gallon of milk, all the food, all the way down to the olives you Utahns love to have on the table. <laughs> or put them on your fingers. So. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. I moved here from Texas and I'm like, what are these doing out here? And they're in their own bowl. Yeah, they're in their own little, yeah, they got their own little place over there. So I'll have some of those. So now I have olives every Thanksgiving. The whole, the whole thing. I wanted to buy the whole thing for 10 families. I told my good friend who officed right next to me and he's like, well, I'll feed 10 families because it seemed like a reasonable thing to do. And that first year we fed 755 families. Oh Whoa. my gosh. Is that crazy? Yeah. So did that just spread between like you guys talking about it and then other people like, I wanted to do that too? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. I kind of told the story like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. This is why. And they were like, oh, that's, that's great. I want to do it. And so, yeah, it just grew. I went to the Jordan School District. There was a gal there that was over their foundation. Her name was Nancy Ward. Like the quintessential, like loving school teacher type mm -hmm. person. And I told her what I wanted to do. And she said, great. She said, we lost our financing for Thanksgiving, Rob. You're an answer to our prayers. Um, did you know that 20% of the kids here in the Jordan School District don't eat unless they're at school? And I was, I thought I misheard her. 20% here? Where we live with all of our, look at us, we're, none, mm -hmm. we're all very healthy, mm -hmm. full-figured folk. Yeah. It, it's hard to believe. Yeah. I saw a stat. It was like one out of eight children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Guys, it's going to be really hard to make it through this episode without getting emotional. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> so I... I, she just jumped right on board and she was very, um, she had the logistics down. She helped me find a place where I could um, warehouse the food and receive it and unload it and sort it. Wow. And there was a plenty of parking to get through there. They, she had like the plan to get it all Oh, that's together. cool. Yeah, because I'm, I come up with a great idea, but I have like, let's do this. And mm -hmm. I don't think about the details. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so on the morning of the, our first Thanksgiving's Heroes, I sat up in bed, remember thinking like, oh my gosh, 
how, what do we, and I went down there and she had it all put together. It was just a huge relief and I just got to um, just be a part of it. And, and the thing that was really amazing, guys, is that there were so many strangers that just showed up. I talked about it on social media like I do. And there was people that I had no idea who they were. They showed up with their families and they helped unload thousands of pounds of groceries and then they helped wow. me carry it out and helped me deliver it to families. And it was amazing. It was the, the best, the best day ever. And I felt like I had paid my debt. You know what I mean? My karmic mm -hmm. debt. Like, okay, the Christiansons did that for me when I was a little boy and I've paid it forward and I was done. Thanksgiving materials was off the books. <laughs> the very next year I get a call from a single mom and she said, Rob, uh, where, where are we doing Thanksgiving materials this year? And I said, well, and it was about six weeks before mm -hmm. the holiday. Yeah. It was close. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, we're not doing things team as heroes again. I, I did it and I, that was it. And she said, well, I just want you to know something. She said, um, last year, your group brought food to my home and my husband had just walked out and I didn't have a job and I didn't know where we were going to live. And my family's not from around here. And you guys stepped in and you fed my family. <laughs> I'm not going to make it either. <laughs> <laughs> and now this year I'm on my feet. I want to pay it forward. And I thought, there it is. That's it. That's my story in her way, right? And I thought, this is a great opportunity. This is something that we should do. And so I, I hunkered down and I called on my friends again. And we ended up feeding about 530 families that year. Much smaller number, but it was. Six but you weeks, weren't really, yeah. yeah. You weren't really organized for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no plan. It was crazy. We did it out of the Macy's up here in Sandy, out of the deli. I had all the food in the deli area, and we were like shoving yeah. it out to people's cars. Oh man, that was a tough year. But now I've been doing it for another five years on top of that, and here we are. 2,500 families this year we're going to feed. Gosh. Well, wow. That's 170,000 pounds of groceries we'll distribute next Saturday. Jeez. Can you imagine? The truckloads. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's just in Utah or yeah. others? Just in Utah. Uh, do you have other states as well or just Utah? Yeah. We're in Cleveland, Dallas, Las Vegas, Arizona. This year, I think those are our states. There might be one more. I feel bad if I forgot it. That's but it's so growing. Cool. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I travel a lot. You know, with real estate, if you're not learning, you're dying. That's yeah. kind of how the business is. And <laughs> I bump into realtors everywhere, and they'll ask me, what's the most significant part of your business? And I say, uh, not real estate. Because I do this, and my every other area of my life is blessed. My personal life, my spiritual life, my physical life, mm -hmm. and my business life. This has changed everything in my life. And so um, I always tell them about Thanksgiving's Heroes, and they'll say, well, gosh, I want to try that where I'm from. I think there's a big need. Cleveland, the need is crazy there. They're, they really have a lot of hungry kids there. And so they're doing it. They're going to feed 1,000 families there. Wow. Dallas is at about 1,000 families, and it's just growing. That's cool. That's <laughs> right? amazing. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, that's, that's cool that the gal called and was proactive about it. Because, you know, like, sometimes you're like, oh, I would love to participate in this. But if you don't see information, you're like, I don't know. So like, I'll find what, something what, else. Yeah, whatever. But that she's proactive and made that call. Because, like, look at all the families that have been blessed of being like, okay, maybe we should do this another year. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think it's... Um 
Yeah, I, I never thought never thought about that, but she really is the one that kind of gave me the push to really get it, to really see what it was about, the reminder. That's why I love doing these um, interviews is because it reminds me, it's easy to get caught up and lost in the business mm -hmm. of life and transactions, and I need to raise money, and then I need to get volunteers, and then I need to get nominations of families and all the business of it. But the reason that I do this is because I remember that it was more than the food. It's not just 65 pounds of food. It's hope. Mm -hmm. And it's someone looking at your family and saying, I see you, you're important, and I love you. Those, that's where it's at. And strangers doing it. Like if someone did it for you that you knew, Uncle Steve or something like that, well, of course Uncle Steve would do that. Like that's what Uncle Steve does. Mm -hmm. But a stranger serving a stranger family, that's where the magic happens. And I think it's a really big need right now in the world. Very much so. Yeah, we're so isolated. We're fearful of one another. Mm -hmm. We don't look each other in the eye like we used to in grocery stores. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's true, true. And so this is like a weird stepping out of that and stepping into a place of like, you got this. We're going to be okay. I love the fact that you go out there and deliver the packages of the 65-pound food to the individuals. And I've seen some of the pictures on your Facebook of like how happy the families are. And like as probably a volunteer, like they're just ecstatic. Yeah, there's no party that does, isn't blessed in this transaction. Yeah, the mm -hmm. people that load the food in the cars, the people that sort the food, the, all everybody is just happy to be there. It's awesome. The yeah. big day is my favorite day of the year. Yeah, it's so beautiful. We have so many people lining up and showing, showing just genuine love. They get out of the car. There's people like, oh, hey, how mm -hmm. you doing? And hugging each other yeah. and. Even last year when things got a little bit crazy, people were rolling down their windows and they had their radios on. People were out dancing <laughs> while they were waiting mm -hmm. in line to get their food. So do you have a set place that you're doing this from now instead of like different places every year? The first two years, one was at the, the warehouse yep. and then Macy's. But do you have a set place now? Well, this is the second year that we're doing it with a company called Spectrum Solutions. My good friend Bill Phillips um, is um, volunteering to unload the trucks and sort the tr the food. He's a 3PL company, a company that's professionally unloading trucks, counting things, shipping oh, things, cool. packaging things. And he um, has two production lines that are gonna run and they'll put out about 500 meals an hour. Putting wow. them together, yeah, they're, they are the real deal. If you ever, you need anybody, Spectrum Solutions is there to help out. They're amazing. And he volunteers his staff and they just get there and and work so hard last year they helped us and so we've done that two years in a row but most of the time we're unloading the food and and then you're in charge of turkeys you're in charge of bread you're mm -hmm. in charge of goat and we just yeah. kind of try to figure it out so i just stunned it's crazy huh <laughs> yeah well and i think the thing that i love the most is here you're talking about like you had this success in life right like you were you had the house you had the car like you were feeling very successful but there was like this void and I think it's just that reminder because on this podcast we're constantly talking about our goals and trying to improve and everything but like without that looking for ways that you can serve and connect with others then it it's like the rest of it doesn't have as much meaning well I think you're hitting the nail on the head there's something that we're lacking right now and I think it's fulfillment we all mm -hmm. are striving for our goals but then what I've always believed that striving for your goals is like if you want to be successful, 
boy, walk to the horizon. And you walk to the horizon, and then there's another horizon. Mm -hmm. There's never a horizon that you can get to. Mm -hmm. And that's the definition of success in today's world. Fulfillment comes from getting outside of what I need and what I want and getting what you want and what you need. And really thinking that way, not thinking about like, if I do this for you, what will I get? Get out of your own way and serve somebody else. And then watch the universe line up everything that you've ever wanted. That's when you start to become a power manifester. You start to create in your own heaven. You start to live in a world that you start to create. I'm surrounding myself with those people who are traveling this road with me who are happily engaged in self-improvement, who want to do better, who want to serve. Isn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key. That's the secret I'm learning in my old age. The second (laughs) thing that I've come to this year, I'm 50. I know. I don't look it. <laughs> you don't look it. <laughs> um, in my old age is... Don't say 50s old. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, man. I just remember looking at those 50-year-olds being like, dang, that's old. And now here I am. <laughs> um, but in this past year, Thanksgiving Heroes has been a big part of my life, even who I am. But this last year, it really came to me that Thanksgiving Heroes is why... God created me. It's my why. I've been put here on this earth to do this thing, to create this opportunity, and maybe create it all over the country, or maybe not. But my goal was to feed 10 families, and every year that's my goal. And when I do that, that fulfillment that I was just talking about, my cup is full. Like, I feel so good. I feel so happy. And it doesn't matter if I'm not driving the latest and greatest, because it's just... I've, I've had friends buy the latest and greatest, and after a month or so, it's just a vehicle to get you from one place mm-hmm. to another. It wears out the novelty. Yeah, the novelty is gone. But this, every year, is just, it's magic. It's so good. And it, it really has refined me as a man, and as a father, and as a citizen. And all of, all of my roles, I'm better at because of this thing. Is that crazy to say that out loud? I can't remember who says it. It's a big motivational thing. Um, If you help other people succeed, you will bring it upon yourself. I can't remember. Zig Ziglar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's one of my favorite quotes. (laughs) I I totally butchered it. it. (laughs) You know, finish it. (laughs) Well, to to get what you want, you have to help others get what they want. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's Zig Ziglar's quote. And I, I believe that to be true. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, how do you get names for these people? Um, how, what's the submission process? Great question. So I, most of the names are coming from the schools. School teachers will mm-hmm. nominate kids. And we work with every school district almost in the state down to um, Vernal. So almost the northern half of the state, we have all the school districts mm-hmm. we work with. And they submit names. But on the website, you can submit a name. It's... Anyone could submit a name. It's I'm having a hard time for um, getting names from the general public because most people don't think of, they don't think of it. We we're kind of insulated, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't know that just next door they dad's been diagnosed with cancer and they're really struggling. We don't know that. Yeah. And so the school teachers they can see which kids are struggling and they'll nominate them as they come in. So that's how we do it. This is amazing. That's cool. Yeah, thanks. Have you learned a lot about organization throughout this process? Oh, yeah. Because I imagine that, I mean, break it down a little bit what you've learned because we're always trying to pick people's brains with how they stay organized or systems or. 
Oh, man. So the lessons are endless. There's so many <laughs> lessons. I'm learning so much because I only wanted to feed 10 families. I had no um, I had no desire to start a, a 503C. I didn't know what a 503C was. So I work in nonprofit, and I w- did want to ask that. <laughs> I was like, how are you guys running? So I had no idea what that was. Uh, I wrote my first checkout, and I took a picture of it uh, for social media, scratched out the account number, and my accountant's like, why are you paying taxes? And I'm like, because uh, that's what you do. And he's like, well, you're a charity now. And I... It, I just learn everything the hard way, <laughs> the worst way. Um, but I have learned a lot. Some of the big lessons that I've learned is that on my board, I have a board that works for the for Thanksgiving's Heroes or volunteers. Every one of those people on the board are smarter than I am. That's that's really good. To... They're way smarter than I am in their area. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm, 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 my, I'm brilliant in my little sphere, mm-hmm. but they're they're organizationally or are advertising or whatever it is, and they're just brilliant. And um, I used to be afraid of um, not being the smartest guy in the room, and so I had to kind of humble myself. And since I did that, these guys are showing up, and man, we've really grown. We've really taken off. So that's a big one. Um, number the big another big one is to hire the right person. I had to hire someone last year because if I didn't, my wife would leave me. It was getting to be too stressful. <laughs> <laughs> For about a month, I would turn into a really grumpy dude. <laughs> and so I brought on Jenny, and Jenny came over from the governor's office, and um, I said, "Why, well, you know, every dollar that I raise goes to feed kids. Like I'm, I treat that money sacred. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not one of those charities mm-hmm. where I'm driving a nice car because I happen to be. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, For definitely. Sure. Like you're. That's a problem it, right now. You're right? wanting it all to go to the right. And how many times have you donated and wondered that? Right. Mm-hmm. How much is that? And so, when I brought her on, I said, "I'll bring you on, but you have to raise just on your own enough money to cover your salary." And she said, "Deal." Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so, how could I go wrong with that? Mm-hmm. And she is a ninja. She just is so organized and gets me in front of. Gets me out of my comfort zone, gets me in front of people. She is very organized. Um, one year I lost 15 families. It was a terrible year. I lost 15 families. So because I was just, just send me the list and I would take them and I'd put them on the master list. Plus, plus, plus all the things I was doing and selling real mm-hmm. estate and being a dad. Yeah. And I lost these 15 families. And so on Thanksgiving Day, I had the teacher that nominated him call me. And it broke my heart. I I lost these families and they weren't gonna eat because I was so unorganized, and that's when I decided I needed yeah. a Jenny. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So, well, cool that you realize that, but not yeah. cool that <laughs> that also, yeah, yeah. And I read a book called Rocket Fuel. Have you guys read that yet? Uh-uh. Rocket Fuel talks about the importance of aligning with, um, like, an implementer and a, and a big vision guy, and it talks about the different companies that have really been successful, um, and how they always have those characters in alignment. And the characters stay in their lane. I know that this is what I do and I will do it. And I know that's what you do. I will trust you to do it. And that's why those companies have been successful. So Jenny's my, she's my rocket fuel. And again, I work for nonprofits. So knowing that you have one person helping with this back end, I can't imagine how much she does. Yeah, she's... She's about to lose her mind. I'm pretty sure. I, feel I can bad for imagine. Jenny. I will volunteer for Jenny. Come on. I will help out Jenny's side of things because I. I mean, I know. Help. I know what I do with a staff of 18 at least. So I can only if she's fundraising and she's organizing. Like, 
I mean, let's praise Jenny for a minute. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I text her all the time, like, I love you. <laughs> also another reason you might lose your wife. But <laughs> just uh, no, my wife knows. She's so grateful to Jenny because I'm yeah. actually a nice person in November. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. I don't get all angry and mm. lose the vision. Yeah, so Jenny's been amazing. So those are two of the big ones, um, not being the smartest and then finding the right person to compliment your your skills. And then setting goals. I know you guys, um, you talked about that, but I... I love goals. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a nerd that way. Well, let's talk goal talking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when it comes to Thanksgiving's Heroes, it's a little bit different because I am leveraging um, karma. I'm leveraging positive energy in the universe. It's not just my desire to reach a certain dollar amount so that I could buy that new property. It's a different yeah. level of goal setting. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so when I set a goal, I set goals that scare me to death. Like I have no idea in the world how we're going to accomplish that. And then I just watch the windows of heaven open and miracles happen every single year. And I'm, I'm not like a religious person. I'm a very spiritual person, but I cannot deny the fact that miracles will happen when you set a righteous goal. I'm going to steal a word. Yeah. You yeah. set a righteous goal and then you just run at it. You just run at it with, with belief and it's just happened year over year. And I think, why am I not feeding more families? I just set a, a bigger goal. Mm-hmm. But um, last year we fed 2,500 families and the wheels almost came off the wagon. It was, it got crazy. I, I set a, a lofty goal. So this year I set a lofty goal, 2,500 families, but I wanted to do it with more systems. I wanted mm-hmm. to do it. Oh, okay. yeah. I wanted to really get yeah. systemically sound. Otherwise you can't continue to grow on a weak mm-hmm. platform. And so we invested a lot of time in our, in our CRM and oh. in our uh, technology. It's been painful. This year's been a tough year as far as that goes. But I want my volunteers that come on that day, 750 cars will show up that morning and I want them to have a wonderful experience. Wow. It's a lot. 750 cars. <laughs> That's people picking up food and taking That's it somewhere to multiple places. Yeah, yep. With 2,500 addresses all sorted and routed so that if you go to Orem, all your families are right there in Orem, close as can be. And we've got this, we've got a great routing tool now that you can go in and you'll pull in and you'll get three names and it'll have a little, uh, is it an ICP code? code? UCP code. You... you know what I'm talking about? A little square? Yeah. Oh yeah, you take a picture mm-hmm. of it? You take a picture of it and yeah. it scans mm-hmm. it and it'll bring up the address and you just go to the address. Oh, cool. Wow. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. before we were just like cutting strips and we're like, oh, West Jordan. Let's put yeah. It in the West Jordan stack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're got, we've gotten a lot more. We've improved technology. Yeah. Cool. And I think that's cool to hear that like sometimes you need to take a little, not that you're taking a step back, you're still doing the same as before, but you're trying to get those systems in place so that you can grow and not have, like you said, the wheels come off. Yeah. I really want the volunteers to have a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. I want the nominated families to have a wonderful experience. I want it to be a good experience all the way around or people will quit supporting me. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can continue to raise $300,000 in groceries is to have a good experience. So we've created different things like a reoccurring gift. That's another part of our CRM where people can go in and donate just $10 a month. And if they do that, they can feed two families in a year. Because oh, cool. it's hard to ask for a donation this time of year because all yeah. of us are saving up for uh-huh. Christmas, Christmas and whatnot, yeah. right? So we've got a lot of little things we're bringing on board that I think will make us a much more stronger charity. Yeah. Is that the first year that you did the casino night? Yeah. 
That was really fun. It was way fun. Yeah. That's a total tradition now. We're doing that one next year. Oh, really? It was so good. We did it right before Halloween, so it was kind of a costume casino night. Mm -hmm. And we had a DJ, and man, was it fun. People had a wonderful time. We had trouble clearing out the building. Like, it's time to go. <laughs> I've got stuff to do tomorrow. Well, gamblers aren't used to leaving yeah. early, right? It Just was kidding. so much fun, and we raised enough money to feed over 160 families that night. Oh, man. Very cool. Yeah. As you go throughout your day-to-day -day life, do you find that there's tons of people that will ask about Thanksgiving Heroes or, or want to be a part of it or that it's brought up somehow? Um. You know, more and more, I feel yeah. like that flywheel is starting to kind of turn yeah. where people like know about it. And but it feels like the past six years has been pretty heavy lifting to try to get the word out there and uh -huh. um, to to get donations and to get the the families nominated. Schools are very leery; they don't want to trust you right out. I mean, mm -hmm. in this world, and so for them to say, "Come on in and partner with us" is a big deal, and so. I feel like I'm earning these school districts' trusts. And it started with the Jordan School District. Thank you, Nancy Ward. And it has grown because, you know, if they if they did it there, they'll call and ask, how was it? Oh, it was a wonderful experience. Then it'll grow. And so here we are. So you are taking cash donations as well as food donations? No food or donations. Or just cash? Okay. Just cash right now. And the reason that is is because I buy the food in such volume that it's hard for you to buy the food and make the yeah. money goes far. Mm. So if you gave me the money, I could buy more food with it than yeah. you could. And it's, it sounds kind of silly, but we get it all donated at this, or delivered at the same time, and it's all kind of uniform. It just makes it really nice for the, to go out. Yeah. I can just imagine. I mean, I know, like, the Utah Food Bank does really well as well, but I how effective this system is as well, have them both. Well, I think it's pretty cool because, like, during Thanksgiving holiday areas, you have an uptake in um, volunteers for trying to go out there and, like, feed homeless people mm -hmm. or whatnot. Like, um, we had another guest on Ivan Gonzalez. Oh, man. The empty seat or the em best seat? Best, best seat. seat. Yeah. Best seat. Mm -hmm. I love Ivan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's my housemate. Oh, is he? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seriously, good dude. Really good mm -hmm. dude. So we had him on there, and he mentioned on here, and he mentioned that he's like, yeah, like around Thanksgiving, we actually have to. T he worked used to work at Ronald McDonald House. He has to turn people away right. because everybody's like, oh, I want to be grateful. Like your yearly donation, where it's every month, like you can help your foundation even in July, right? June. Right, just with a little cash donation, and it goes so much further than you donating your own food. Right, yeah, it really does add up in a quick hurry. Yeah, I love that. Ivan does good work. He, um, he's one of those guys that stepped up, and he's like, "What do you need?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? What do I need?" <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was just right there. So we do a golf tournament in the summer to raise money. I do a motorcycle rally. My first year doing a motorcycle rally this year, it was awesome. Nice. Yeah, we started at the Harley Davidson down in Lehigh, and did a ride. There was about almost eighty bikes, and wow. we, yeah, we pulled into um, Midway. I thought we were going to shake the nails out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sight to see. Did you do you have uh, Thanksgiving hero flags that you were flying? Oh man, your bikes? that's a great idea. Make a note. Make a note. <laughs> <laughs> there was one point with um do you guys know when you're going up Provo Canyon there's that when you're driving around uh, the reservoir at the top 
and there's a big U turn where you kind of turn and you drop down and you have to come back around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. It's a great big, like it's huge, it's a mile, over a mile. And I was at the bottom of the U and I looked up and I could see motorcycles all the way to the top of the U and I could look behind me. And all the way to the top of the other side of the U. And I just had tears just like going just, into my ears, <laughs> just driving. It was That's so cool. It was. I'm going to do that again, too. Those motorcyclers, they look rough. But, man, what a great group of guys and gals. Well, especially when you've got the kind getting together to feed families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we all know the famous ones, like the DACA. Or is it, that's what they're called. The Motorcyclist Against Child Abuse. Yeah. Like, they do love, look rough, but... The sweetest guys fighting yeah. for a good cause. That's right. So that's right. We'll do it again next year. Next year, I want to end at a place where I can have the families, their families, come and join us, and kind of have more of like a, like a party, like a mm-hmm. circus type event where we can maybe have a band playing and something for the kids and food. And I just think it'd be a lot more fun. This one was really very like whoever was on the bike oriented. Mm-hmm. But what I realized when we got to the final, we we finished up out at Redemption. When we finished up, they had families that met them there, and I was really surprised by the, you know, the the size of our group doubled. Yeah, uh-huh. and how cool would it be if they could, if everybody could be a part of it, and it wasn't in a a bar, you know, it was in a place where we could have everybody. Yeah. yeah. So next year we're gonna it's gonna be big. I love it. Yeah. Um, can I go back to something that you had said before about the karma goals, <laughs> like how you, I, what what did you call them of these goals that scare you and that like when you're making your own goals and you make them big, but like when you're doing it for this big purpose, did you call them karma goals? Yeah. Did you, yeah. Okay. Um, but I just think that that's a really cool concept of these goals that scare you, but being like, this is a good purpose. Yeah. And so I'm going to show you, I'm glad we're talking about this. Here's my life accounts. I'm bringing them, I'll open them up for you. And on my life accounts, I write down, so I have my friendship goals. Here's my health goals. I love goals. this. This is my educational goals for this year. Uh-huh. For my marriage, my family, my financial goals, my spiritual goals, my business goals, and then my charity goals. And these are my life accounts. And you go to these Tony Robbins events and they talk about the wheel of life. And mm-hmm. you go through the wheel of life and you color in like where you're doing good. Some people are really very fit, but they're terrible in business you know what i mean Mm -hmm. they can't save a penny and then there's people who have a ton of money but they're way out of shape and so their wheel isn't balanced Mm -hmm. so i created my own wheel these are my them these are the things in my life that are these this is my life this is Mm -hmm. the this is a a balanced wheel and i set goals every year to the wheel and i and i go for it and um thanksgiving's heroes it's you can see and i have um i have my accountant that's that's Jenny's initials on the bottom. I showed them to her, and I want you to, I want you to help me achieve these goals. And I, I give them to the board, and the board approves them, and away we go. That's cool. Thanks. So is that sort of like her co-signing on this goal with you, like yeah. co-signing it? Are you in or not? Let's do this. <laughs> I love that. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Well, and it's cool that like it looks like these have been brought out, and you've looked at them and like yeah. stuff to just have them where you can bring it out and be like, here's oh, my stuff. Oh, by the way, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's my. It's my marker in my journal. So every morning when I open up my journal, I, I'll flip to a new life account. So I'm reading through them throughout the year. Otherwise, they're wishes. Yeah. And we all are, our goal muscles are so weak in this world that um, to strengthen that, you have to always have it in front of you. I, in my marriage, I want my marriage to be a good marriage. And look, there's my, there's my, the love of my life's initials. Aww. She's on board. She wants this to happen. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so it goes. I feel like setting a goal is something you have to think about all the time. And so my karma goals, they're fun because I know it's more than just something for me. It's something for these families. What if, what if we delivered a meal this year to a little boy just like me and he grows up and he decides he wants to do something like this, you know, and we're paying it forward. We're building this. We're making the world a better place. I know that sounds Pollyanna, but I don't care. I like, I like that. I like mm-hmm. how that sounds. Well, and I like what you said too, that this is your purpose, like that you've realized like this is why, this is your why. Yeah. Like seeing even how organized you have it and everything, like, I just love it. Thanks. I've learned a lot from. <laughs> Thanks. Because it's fun to hear about goals and how people set them and stuff. Like this is the full picture of your life. It is the full picture. And the thing is, is when I focus on my, on the spokes, all of those other things work out. Like setting a goal to to make a lot of money is a great goal. I'm not, I don't want to speak down to that because I do have a financial goal, Mm -hmm. but that comes in alignment with everything else. And then every day, man, I didn't really know that I was this big of a goaler until we started talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Every day I write down my MVP. I have a mini business plan every day and I write down my moral imperatives and I could, I, I just threw mine away because this is the last thing on my MVP that I need to do today. I put a line through it and then I fold it in half and I throw it away. Because in this business, I'm an independent business owner. There's nobody that's saying, you need to do this and you need mm-hmm. to do that. And so I write down the things that have to get done today, the moral imperatives. This isn't a laundry list. This is things that I can't go to bed until this is done. I have to do this. I have to. And sometimes it's things like pick up my dry cleaning because I'm about to be out of clothes. Like mm-hmm. that's a moral imperative. But most of the time it's things like prospect and make these phone calls and negotiate this hard deal and make that hard phone call. I'm putting it on there so there's no procrastination. And then that dovetails into this so that I'm every day, I'm taking a little step in the direction of my yearly goals with my daily goals and my mini business plan. Wow, I am a geek. I... <laughs> no, but you see how we're all turning out? Like, I love it. The wheels are turning. This is our second year doing yeah. this. Josh joined us this year. And, I mean, we're nerding it up as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sad I don't have a pen to write things down right now. But I'll record this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will be listening to this again. But... I just love it because in this process, I've learned about different kinds of goals that I had never thought of before. You, you, Before we did this podcast, it was your New Year's resolutions, right? You work on them the first two months, they're gone, whatever. Yeah. But like a big thing with theme for this year has been your becoming goals mm. and to me that really resounded with me because it w- it's more than just like your checklist oh I lost five pounds oh I ran a mile whatever but I love to add this karma goal because it is so much more universal than just like self-centered and achieving things for me daily I think it's a beautiful concept well, I love that thank you the um, my MVP and my goals the spokes Um, When I realized that by serving others and these karmic goals, if I could harness those, if I could, if I could become in alignment or congruent with those goals, well, then there's nothing that I couldn't, I couldn't create in my life or manifest. And so I've become a a power manifester in creating this world. And I I don't say that very often because I'm, I'm becoming that. Mm -hmm. My wife is a master 
manifestors. She can say, I want five chickens and we'll have chickens in the yard by the end of the day. She's, <laughs> she's a wizard. I, I, she's a witch really, but a good kind. She's a good guy. <laughs> she hooked you up with the maker of the yeah, planner. That's <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I believe in that. I believe the energy you put toward it, good or bad is energy, regardless of how you want to think about it. When I get my MVP, it's a little three by five card. And I decide these are the things that will happen today that will build the life that I want. There's nothing that can stop me from, from doing those little things. And, and let's be honest, a big goal is little steps. And so every day I'm taking tiny little steps and the, and the progress that I've made in the past 10 years is significant. I've grown so much and it's because of these simple little hacks that I do. And the best part about the MVP is folding it in half and throwing it away. Like I'm not thinking about that stuff anymore. I have, conquered those things and then if i have something that's going to keep me up tonight i'm going to write it on my mbp for tomorrow and i'm going to not think about it oh, I, like I like that i'm putting it away for tomorrow because you know what right now the only thing that matters is this mm -hmm. i can't worry about if it's going to make it into escrow or if the mm -hmm. if it's going to meet inspection or appraisal or whatever the only thing that i can worry about right now is this conversation that i'm having with you it's the most important thing i can ever think about is what's happening right here and right now and I'm that way with my family. I'm that way. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. You're present. I'm, mm -hmm. It helps me be present. Zig yeah. Ziglar also said that salespeople think about work all the time when they're home. And then when they're at work, they the only, home. they're only thinking about being at home. And that's the quickest way to be unsuccessful. The quickest way to be successful is become in alignment with what it is you're doing. You want to be my real estate agent? <laughs> I'm in the market. Let's go. I would love to work with you. I, he's going to manifest Done. with you. Love it. See you? Yep. <laughs> I mean, but really, that's what you want out of yeah. somebody you're going to work with. Oh, for sure. I want to know that when you're with me, it's it's quality, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, really. <laughs> um, can I pick your brain a little bit more on this? Yeah, go. So, like, with this card, so you do a new card every day. Um, do you only let yourself put a certain amount of things on it or no. it's just anything? So like sometimes it could be all the way filled. Right. So this time okay. of year, it's front and back most okay. of the time of things that need to be done. And it could be something as simple as call Josh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a quick thing. Mm -hmm. But I can't forget to do that because if I don't do that and you were expecting my call, that's a deal breaker. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a big deal. If I give you my word, a commitment, I'm going to keep my commitment. And sometimes that's that little thing that's going to be on there. Sometimes it's only three or five things, and then I get to go home. Yay. But when I'm at home, I'm done. Yay. Yeah. I get to be at home. That's nice. Mm -hmm. It's very rare, but it does happen. Right. <laughs> and so do you have like a certain time every morning? When you, I, we really do like picking people's brains of their routine. Like, yeah. is that like the first thing you do when you wake up or? Um, no, actually it's the like fourth thing that I do when I wake up. But I, um, so I get up at five or five thirty, depending on the day. And I exercise with my dogs three miles. We go and I try to go as fast as I can through my three miles. Sometimes it's a, a drag and sometimes mm -hmm. it's a trot. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, I get home and I sit in the hot tub and I meditate. Right before I meditate, I take my MBP and I look at the things on my MBP and I look at my planner and then I set those things aside and I try to visualize my success in that movement. So if I have a listing appointment or a phone call that I'm not looking forward to or a podcast that I'm nervous about, I imagine going to that podcast and having the best experience ever and answering all the questions and having a wonderful time mm -hmm. and building rapport 
and being able to communicate my message clearly. Or if I have a listing, I see myself taking the listing and they sign the documents and I resolve their objections and we're great friends and they're going to send me their friends and family for the rest of their life. Hmm. And I just take a minute and I try to visualize my success in each movement. It doesn't always work out that way. Of course, I'm not crazy to believe that, but more often than not, it works out that way. I love this. Have you guys thought of this before? No, but that's brilliant. <laughs> right? And that's what the, that's yeah. what they're doing in the Olympics. Really? You see them sitting up there with their headphones on and they're about to do the giant slalom. Do you know what they're thinking? They're seeing? They're seeing yeah, themselves well, in the movement. Yeah. Or when the, those basketball players walk in and they have their headphones on, they're getting in there. They're getting in the vortex. Mm -hmm. They're stepping into their place of power and visualizing their success. That's what makes them great. And so why can't we do that? Why can't we harness that power and just expect the universe to give us the best outcome? Because I believe the universe is conspiring for my success. That's my belief. And if that's my belief and I can imagine it, I can see it happen, well, then all I have to do is show up and do my best. So do you <coughs> write this three by five card the night before? What's that? Do you write your three by your, what do you call it? My MVP, my MVP. mini business plan. Yes. Uh, do you write that the night before or the morning of? Sometimes it's the night before because okay. I know if I don't write it down, I'm going to think, don't forget to call, don't yeah. forget to call, don't forget yeah. to call. Or don't forget to write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Write yeah. It. yeah. And so I, I'll write them down sometimes the night before. Uh -huh. Sometimes I'll write down my MVP the day, the day before. Like I'll be going through my movements and know I need to remember to do that. So I'll put it, I'll put it in my calendar or I'll put it on my MVP. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for answering these questions because I don't know. I just feel so empowered with like everything that you're saying because I have a big goal for myself to one day qualify for Boston and I'm really far from it. And but I like just think like why am I not every day? Because you know like I think about it, I have my affirmations, but there's power in visualizing. Yeah. And so like why am I not visualizing myself every morning like running faster or different things. And so I think that this is gonna be a great technique that I haven't thought of before. I love that. That like already I just feel like super jazzed, you know? The big question, the most important question you could be asking yourself is the what's the one thing I could do today? When I fell on my MVP, what's the one thing I could do today to help me with my educational goal? Do I need to schedule those CE classes or my friendship goal. It says right here that I need to spend time with my friend, Rhett. Have I called Rhett? Have I texted him? Like. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So okay. okay, so that's your morning. What's your evening look like? Oh man, well. Because I feel like the evening's a little harder. You the know morning we grill you. We're like so fascinated. <laughs> I mean, we worked so hard this year on our morning and evening routine because those are such foundational mm -hmm. things that that's your time for yourself. And then you leave for the day, you're worried about everybody else and coming home and recovering from that. Yeah. So um, so I have a three-year-old now, oh. and she's a little red-headed, beautiful monster. Go ginger cats! <laughs> <laughs> and I love this little gingy so much. <laughs> and um, so um, I have also a 13-year-old and older girls. Also so, redheads? No, blonde blondes. Yeah, Sorry, girls. That's all right. <laughs> so when I get home, uh, my goal is to be as present as possible. I try to go for a walk with my girls. Sometimes I'm showing houses late. Sometimes I have a listing appointment mm -hmm. late. Sometimes it doesn't work out. There's no perfect schedule in my world. Mm -hmm. But if I'm there, I try to put my phone away and I try to turn off the TV unless it's something that they want to watch. Because there's really nothing on anyways. I mean, I get hooked up in a couple of those uh, Netflix series. Right. I won't lie. Mm -hmm. For but, sure. Um, for the most part, 
this is the last time I, this is the last time Zayaka is going to be three years old and she can jump on my back and I can be a horse and mm-hmm. ride around on the, that's, this is it. This mm-hmm. is it. I'm not making another Zayaka. Mm-hmm. I'm done making those. <laughs> <laughs> and she's my little, my little baby. And I, I don't want to miss a single second. And with the older girls, I was so busy running and struggling and trying to create a lit world, a living that I missed some opportunities to hang out. And so now that they're older, you know, they don't really have time for dad. And so I tried to get in front of them as much as possible and really like really be present with them. Mm-hmm. But my evenings are mostly just trying to be with my the love of my life and with that baby girl. And I've got a couple of dogs I like to take on a walk and just to be present. And then I think about when I have these um, distractors come into my mind, I put it on my MVP for tomorrow and I, I can just keep it right there on the counter. And then in the morning, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I try to get ready for the day. I try to have everything put together and... But most of all, I just want to spend time with my family because that's, that's a huge why. Look, it's a whole it's a whole spoke mm-hmm. yeah. in there. Well, and I just feel like evenings are so hard because your schedule varies so much. So it's hard to get that routine in there. But yeah, it's always a fascination with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am. If my 13-year-old or my older daughter's around, we do the questions. We have a, the three questions. What was the best part of your day? <clears throat> They tell me what the best part of their day was. And then I say, what was the worst part of your day? And they tell me sometimes I'm the worst part of their day. <laughs> Being when a dad you? is tough. <laughs> and then I ask them, what's something good about you? And then everyone in, everyone that's around for questions gets to say something good about you. And we do this exercise with them. And my daughters especially, I feel like our, our young ladies are being attacked all the time to look a certain way or be a certain way or wear something. And so their, their, their esteem, their self-esteem is always torn down. And so... To hear dad say something that I really love about you is that you're honest and that you always have integrity and you're always trying to do your very best. And then mom says something good and then sister says something good and we all have a chance to say something good. But the real t- the real test for them is when I ask them, well, you tell me something good about yourself. If they have a hard time coming up with something like that, I can tell where they are. Mm-hmm. I can feel where they are emotionally and it's the this check-in is what we call it is it's really good and now my 13 year old when she sits down she'll be like okay dad what was the best part of your day she starts it <laughs> that's awesome and i have to think what well, was the best part of my day and what was the worst part of my day you asking me that question yeah <laughs> honestly i've said that before and, yeah or I'll, I'll have a hard time thinking of like what is something good about rob and then i'll be like wow i really need to work on my self-esteem like i need to build me up mm-hmm. like it's a great gas gauge and so that's our our routine for the night very cool yeah yeah, I like that because I've like heard of like the good or the bad, but like the I like everyone going around and saying what they like about the person. Yeah, and because uh, I also think it teaches people to accept compliments too. You no, know, right. like because sometimes that's awkward for, and then to like give yourself compliments that it's okay to say what what you like about yourself. Right. So I love that. Also, teenagers, we ask them, how was your day? Fine. (laughs) How was school? Good. It's hard to get more than one word out of them. And this cracks the egg. So I always start with my most talkative kiddo. And now she starts with me. And so by the time I get around (laughs) to my non-talkative ones, they're ready to share. And it's it's nice to connect with them. Very cool. Um, So I come from a family of just sisters. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's seven of us. There's eight of us. So you got off easy. Yeah, we are, there's six redheads. But I need to talk to your dad. I need some advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I just I can remember conversations like that, and I feel like 
my papa raised us well and it was my father so my mom did a great job too mom if you're listening but (laughs) no that relationship with the father is pretty priceless it's a big deal it is and i don't think i i don't think i really appreciated it early on i guess is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. now i really do appreciate that opportunity and i take it very seriously very cool yeah yeah girls need a dad they do we do yeah Good stuff. Well, I, um, I'm grateful that I could share about the MVP and about the charity. The charity is really, um, has been setting goals for my charity is, is really very fun. It's actually exciting. Like my educational goals are always hard to set. Like, oh yeah, I got to get my CE credits and I need to hire a coach. I actually, I've done really good. You know, the thing I want to share with these uh, spokes is at the end of the year, I'm always surprised at how many I've done because I go lofty on these goals. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And even if I hit 75%, that's like, 25% higher than I would have got otherwise. And oh, I'm always yeah. surprised. Like, oh, wow, I, I did hire a coach and I do read that. And I, you know what I mean? I do mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. And so just reading over them, I just caught a glance like, oh, hey, I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> and you still have a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should read them close again. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle down. You're like, all right, what do I need to go? Is December like so sweet for you because Thanksgiving's over and you're like chill? Or is December still pretty chaotic for you? Um, I mean, it's Christmas, so yeah. it's never like chill, yeah. but less feel, for the foundation. I feel like since I've really poured into the foundation that I have re- neglected my my real estate responsibilities and mm. my, some of my clients and friends. And so I really poured on in December because mm. I feel like a lot of um, real estate agents take the whole quarter off until, you know, like St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and um, And I'm not that guy. I really like to work hard in December and feel like I'm getting some good things done. And I set my goals, I do some business planning. I put together my uh, my dream board and just do some of that craziness. And I love December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually travel for Christmas, try to get out and be somewhere warm, Yeah, which, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, coming from Vegas to Utah, it's a big difference. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is a big difference. I really love one with your MVP. Like once you finish it, you throw it away. I love that symbolism. Yeah. You're like, I'm done. Toss it. Um, well, don't you feel like you are wearing so many hats during the day that mm-hmm. um, sometimes the boss Rob and employee Rob are incongruency, and so when employee Rob can throw away boss Rob's list, he feels pretty good about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I know that sounds silly, but yeah. I, I it is fulfilling to just be like I. I kicked today's butt. Mm-hmm. No, I was just picturing you. You're like throwing back, going for a yeah. basket. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. I got this. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything that um, you feel that we should have gone over that we didn't? I have a follow-up question. We haven't oh, yeah. really addressed the journal besides your spokes. Was there more that you wanted to share with us about the the very awesome journal? Thanks. Um, yeah, I journal... A good question. I journal every day. Um, sometimes I only journal my gratitudes. Um, I journal my gratitudes for at least five minutes a day or until I'm in a place of gratitude. Um, I feel like we're naturally wired to be a pessimistic person, me especially. And so I have to like think of my gratitudes until I feel grateful. And once I start feeling grateful, then I can, um, then I can start to begin manifesting and creating my day. Um, Otherwise, I'm going into the day with a negative attitude and I'm not going to win. I believe that I will lose and then I will therefore I will lose. But if I go into the day feeling thankful for things and looking for that, um, Tony Robbins talks about the RAS. Do you guys know what that is? Uh-uh. The reticulator activating system. 
I'm kind of geeking out with you again. (laughs) (laughs) The way this works in our brain is, let's say that you wanted to buy a white Ford F-150 pickup truck. What do you start seeing everywhere? White Ford Mm -hmm. F, yeah. They're everywhere. There's Mm -hmm. tons of them. It's crazy Mm -hmm. that everyone drives a white Ford 150, F-150. And so our brain, if we are tricking ourselves to look for something, then we will always see it. Mm. Um, What we do in the morning unconsciously is we trigger our brains to look for the negative. Oh man, today's going to be hard, and oh man, I'm not looking forward to that meeting. And and so I've geared myself to start looking for things to be upset with. If I want to be mad at my wife, I can find something pretty easy. Like I just have, don't have to look that hard. Mm-hmm. I, I will bring it to my attention. Mm-hmm. But if I want to love my wife, the love of my life, if I want to put her in that place, I need to start looking for something that I love about her, and I will find those things. If I want to find something to be thankful for and be in a place of gratitude, I need to start out by being in gratitude and I'll write sometimes for five minutes and sometimes for half an hour until I get to a place of gratitude because sometimes I'm so hard-headed I won't I won't I don't want to be grateful dang it mm-hmm. I'm in a bad mood and I'm loving it yeah mm-hmm. lean gonna, into it I'm gonna own this terrible day <laughs> not to say that I don't have terrible days but my terrible days have become less and less and less because all day long I'm looking for things to be thankful for oh man what a beautiful day it's so beautiful outside and man I just met the coolest people you wouldn't believe the people that I met and it's because that's what I'm programming for so every day I journal until I get to gratitude so that I can improve my life then once I've written my gratitudes because the question people ask me is what do you journal about well if I write my gratitudes down well then my heart is open and I'll start writing other things in there that are important I write letters to my my kids I write letters to my wife I write letters to my future self Um, I write letters to people I'm mad at just to quit being mad at them. (laughs) I I write these things out there and I write my goals and my dreams and my experiences. And I don't think anyone will ever read them. I'm 100%. I'm actually kind of relieved with the idea that there's so much information in my journals that there's no way people are going to read what a crazy person I am. (laughs) Because people will say that, aren't you afraid someone's going to read your journal? Who would read my journal? Yeah. I am not that big of a deal. Yeah. No I one's going to read this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I write down in my journal every day, and then I take my journal with me throughout the day. And if there's a, a minute that I can stop, I'll write in my journal about what's happening in my life. And um, you know, I just think about, I just think about my uh, daughters. One day, they might read my journal. They know I write letters to them, and both my parents have passed away. And I would do anything to, I'd do anything to hear from my dad or my mom. It'd be cool to hear them tell me that they love me and that they're proud of me. And I know mm-hmm. that they are. I know that they are. Mm-hmm. But how cool would it be to get that advice? And like, you know, when I turned 35, these were my thoughts. And now that you're 35, I'm proud of you. And this is what I see you doing. And mm-hmm. yeah. So I write a lot of uh, a lot of that stuff down. See, and I believe you look like a thirty-five-year-old. So oh, that <laughs> no, but as you were like, who would read my do- my journals or whatever? I think that like, yeah, your your kids, like, how cool that like, you're leaving them all this stuff and wisdom in there. Because just from what I've learned from you tonight, like, I feel like I've like <laughs> soaked up all this knowledge. <laughs> like you're leaving all this knowledge in your journals, and so that's really cool for them. No, thanks. So. I I would like them to read it. And and be like, oh, because you know, you look at you look at people, and you you think, well, that that charity's been around forever. But my daughter can look, my daughters can look, and they can see, like, oh, he that year he really struggled with this, this, and that, mm-hmm. and how it came to be, rather than just always. It's always been there. It's everything's a process, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's for really sure. Cool. We will have the links up for Thanks Gary Harrow's on Instagram, Facebook, and your website. 
Uh, would you like us to include your email or anything, or just those would be good? No, that'd be uh, my email is Rob at Adams Family Realty. I'd love that to be on there. Cool. And yeah, I'd love to answer questions. I I love talking about the MPP and the RAS and all these different things that I use to uh, manifest at such a high level and create this world that I live in because it's a pretty good world. And are you still looking for volunteers for this Saturday? Filled up today. Oh, awesome. that's We maxed out today. Uh, that's good news. So we're taking some backup. You can still go on and register, but you're in a backup position if we don't, if, you know, some people get busy. It's a University of Utah mm-hmm. game day or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> go Utes. Uh, yeah, the go Utes. <laughs> but um, we, we've hit that number. We're still looking for nominations. So if you know a family that's struggling, you can go on and nominate them. No questions asked. Cool. And of course, always donations, donations, donations. That's the my middle name. Where do you go to donate? You can go to thanksgivingheroes.org. And there's a spot in there where you can do the reoccurring gift or you can just do a great big check. <laughs> um, and we can send you a receipt as a 503C. We'll make sure that you can write that off. Well, Rob, we really appreciate the time that you spent with us. I know you're a busy person, especially right now. Um, and is there anything you would like to say to our audience as we close? Here's the one thing that I want to say in closing. Um, I love that you would get involved with Thanksgiving's Heroes, and I'm grateful for each of you that you would take time to listen to my story and any listeners that are listening. But the key is, my key message that I want you to remember more than anything else is, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're doing something. Do something to fill that cup. Do something to find fulfillment. Because it's not about making money. It's not about setting appointments. It's not about being famous or anything. It's about how good you feel at the end of the day and serving one another. And so find something that you're passionate about. It could be shoes or bikes or or cancer or any of those things and support that cause. The world needs people to step up and support rather than sitting back and say, someone should do something about that. Be that someone today. Be someone's hero. That's my message. Amen. I love that (laughs) message. Thank you, listeners. Dream big, start small, and act daily. This podcast is brought to you by Remnus Audio. If you also want to be accountable or record your journal or preserve your memories, head on over to remnusaudio.com and Steph here will take the hard work out of preserving your memories. Yeah, I will. And you don't have to put them on a podcast like we are to share with everyone every week. <laughs>